Judges are ready. Side of studio. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form the Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Sensational effort. The Ruck. FX Pro Super Rugby. Support your team. Get to the game. It's rugby supercharged. Yes, indeed. Hello and welcome and a happy Easter Sunday to you all. To you, uh, Matthew Burke, Tim Horan, your children. Did the Easter Bunny arrive safely, bringing and bearing uh, chocolate? Became, it became a, uh, a frenzy this morning. Did it? What happened? When the 13-month-old girl was chewing through the alfoil to get to the chocolate. <laughs> Father of the year. Father of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get that for you. I actually haven't put mine out yet, Tony, so I better race home after the show and get them out. Hopefully the kids are sleeping in this morning. <laughs> the, the Easter Bunny puts them out, Tim, remember, in case the kids are listening now, uh, kids. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I was going to make sure I haven't, mm-hmm. need to unlock the door for the Easter Bunny to come in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so no arrival at the Horn House yet? Whoa. Nothing yet. Oh, I brought, I brought some chocolates in this morning. I know you did. I, I, that was I, very I, nice I, of you. I, you know, I thought, uh, you know, we're a happy family here mm-hmm. at, at The Ruck, and after yes. after last week's performance when you stitched me up... Um, oh, I, April I, Fool's Day. How many chocolates have you had this I've morning? had just, just the one. Just the one we that was re, laced, we laced, with, rewind, the, we should, laced yeah. with a laxative. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just wondering how long you're going to go before you last the show. Yes. <laughs> we should rewind to that, Tony, because that was very funny, wasn't it? Matt Burke, as, as oh, people oh, that oh. weren't listening to The Ruck last week, Tony Squires came on and said that announced that Jonathan Thurston has now signed with the Waratahs. And, and Berkey, you know... You can hear a rustling of papers and Berkey's trying to hang find on, the on, story. Hang on, it, it's, all, we, it's, all about, it's all about the Christian love today. Uh, tell, me, tell me what you did. What were you, your, your answer was outstanding. Your answer was worse than mine, and you admitted to me during the week that... What? Got him! I was, got him. I was treading water. I was just treading water. <laughs> but then later in the show, we then spoke to Jake White, the Brumbies coach, yes. and, and I asked Jake White, you know, so Jake... Early in the show, we mentioned Jonathan Thurston signing with the Waratahs. What, what, what are your thoughts? And if you remember, he went on for about <laughs> two minutes ever. talking about Jonathan Thurston. I actually saw him through the week, and I said, yes. Jake, really apologise. Um, I apologise we put that on you, but it was April Fool's Day. He just laughed at Oh, Timmy, my boy, he said, I don't even know who Jonathan Thurston is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, it was very uh, entertaining. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a great show. I'm just looking at the scoreboard at the Masters. I don't know if you've been watching that, Timmy. Um, did you see Tiger Woods yesterday? He's now, I think, at three. Three over, yeah. if not more than that. Peter Hansen and Mickelson are up the top of the leaderboard. The best Aussie is Jeff Ogilvie at one over. Uh, Tiger Woods at three over. Yesterday he started to do the um, talk in the third person. Oh, Tiger! God. As he threw the clubs around. God which, damn it, Tiger. Yeah, Tony loves it when he talks in the third oh, person. Tony loves it. <laughs> loves it. Um, yeah, what about the... Uh, he wasn't what happy, about, was he? What nah. about the, uh, the over the shoulder? You know it's going really bad when it goes over the shoulder and mm-hmm. he just drops it from there the top of the swing, yes. turns around, and then just puts a little boot to it as well. What about that? <laughs> all the stuff you teach your kids not to do. Exactly. Had all the right moves apart from actually hitting the golf ball well. <laughs> uh, we've got plenty on the show today. I don't know if you boys, uh, I'll go through some scores for you in, in a moment. One of the games, the uh, Highlanders were beaten by the Stormers. Uh, a good start of their Well, group. Stormers, the only oh. undefeated side now in Super Rugby. They look good, don't they? That was 21-6. The uh, interview afterwards with the Highlanders captain, Jamie McIntosh. Now, look, it's, it's a recurring trend. I've noticed it in every interview. That he uses one word over and over again, and I'm just going to ask you boys whether whether it's an appropriate word to be using mm. on live television. Come up to the net and put in a performance like that, they were bloody good. It was two contrasting styles, and you know they did it bloody well. You know they've been working bloody hard, and <laughs> everything's bloody hard. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you what. Well, when he's 128 kg and can run the 10 in about 13 seconds, mm-hmm. you don't argue with him. No, it's bloody appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> this is the ruck. Boom Crash Opera, best thing 
here on The Ruck. Your Sunday rugby show, this being Easter Sunday, but yet here we are, not getting asked, not asking for extra money, just here because we love to talk to you, those people being. Of course, Tim Horan, Matt Burke and Tony Squires. Let's run through. If you're just woken up, wondering what's happened in the world of rugby over the weekend, the Rebels 34 beat the Blues 23, the Hurricanes 42 over the Sharks 18. The Reds beat the Brumbies 20 to 13. We're about to speak to Rob Simmons from the Reds. The Chiefs 20 uh, over the Force 12. The Stormers, as we mentioned, unbeaten. Uh, they uh, roll the Highlanders 6. Cheetahs 26 beat the Lions 5. And the Bulls 32 beat the Crusaders 30. All right, that was Dan. a massive game, that, that Bulls game. They, the Bulls were um, behind 13-9 at half-time and then scored a few unanswered points. So um, massive game for the Bulls over there in Pretoria. Also, did, you, did you see the try? Yeah. I saw the highlights. Did you see the try from the prop? What is it with props scoring went, brilliant tries this season? But, you know, the, the embellishment of props are usually, you know, from a metre out, and they say, yeah, it was about sort of six or seven that grows further and further, as I say. The Matt, was Matt Dunning factor, I think that's called. Correct. Well, he kicks a field goal. So <laughs> <laughs> he, he must have run from 25 out. Yeah. Step, bumped, mm. and then dummy the fullback and scored the try. It was outstanding. Another man who's been outstanding, uh, of course, for the Reds, who got the uh, the win they really needed last uh, on Friday night, was Rob Simmons, who joins us right now. G'day, Rob. Hey, guys. How are you? Very well, thanks, mate. Thanks so much for uh, being part of the show on this Easter Sunday. Hey, before we get into the game, can you just tell me a, a little bit about the beautiful town of Theodore? Now, that's where you hail from in the in the gorgeous Banana Shire. Uh, last I looked, population of 453. Uh, is Do you miss that kind of size of a town? Yeah, I do a little bit. I I don't mind a small country town. It's you know you, you know everyone in the town and everyone knows you and it's good fun. You walk down the street and you say hi to everyone. I'm going to stitch you up here. Brisbane's a small country town, isn't it? <laughs> First, like Timmy, you, you grew up there, didn't you as well? <laughs> sorry, Settleberg. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> hey, uh, Rob, super game last night. It needed it needed something special after the last couple of weeks when uh, things didn't go your way. No, that's right. Uh, I think all the boys knew it as well, and we had a pretty big week and. It, Paid off on the field. Uh, Rob, what what was you and Mackenzie talking about through the week? Because obviously three losses in a row, you leaked something like 130 points defensively. Uh, it just looked like the forwards were pretty committed running out there on Friday night. Um, I think main thing we focused on during the week was our own attitude. You know, it wasn't a team issue. It was not like we'd lost our skill overnight. We um, everyone still has their skills. I think it was a main attitude, and you know, combinations working. And so we did a big, a massive team focus during the week, and it paid off. That first half particularly was uh, incredibly entertaining. Does uh, Scotty Higginbottom, does he talk uh, uh, his tries up? I mean, the first two, so especially the second one, the amazing inside ball from the touchline and around he goes, celebrating greatly behind the goalpost. Uh, after the game, does he uh, run you through how good it was? Oh, after the game, he tries to talk it down, but then over the next couple of weeks, he'll let you know how many he's scored. <laughs> It just become, It must be a tweet festival from him, is it? After that, are you on the? Are you on the Twitter, Rob? As well? No, I'm not. No, Scott is though, and I'm pretty sure all his followers know. <laughs> <laughs> it got to that point though. I thought on Friday night where uh, you know Brumbies were were pretty solid in that first half. I thought they threw the ball around, but you know it, it comes down. I like what you said before about attitude, and that's really all it comes down to. You speak about not coming. Uh, are not being bad players overnight. And it's amazing the criticism sometimes you get from other people who say, you know, where, where have you guys gone? Remembering you are defending champions. So you've got something on board still, haven't you, mate? Yeah, that's right. I think we, we've still got most of the guys that we had last year out of the squad that played in that championship team. And, you know, they're all, they're all still there. It's just about building combinations and people playing in different positions. And, you know, it'll build over the 
over the next couple of weeks, I think. Hey, Rob, what about the performance of the new fly half, Sam Lane, who is the son of ex-assistant uh, Wallaby coach Tim Lane? Uh, he uh, was assistant coach to Berkey and I through the 99 World Cup. Um, Sam, he was the fourth-string fly half, I suppose, that you and Mackenzie has utilised with, I mean, you could probably say number five, with Quade Cooper out as well. Uh, his performance was fairly solid, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought he was outstanding his first game. Only 21. Um, I think he was quite nervous before the game. You know, to come in, uh, it was only one-week preparation and to, you know, boss, uh, boss all us forwards around and tell, run a back line how he did and, you know, had the confidence to do his own chip kick over the top and set up Scott's second try was, uh, I thought it was quite amazing. Murky, you'd probably remember as well when we were up at Caloundra, when the Wallabies used to have their home base at Caloundra. The last time I saw Sam Lane, he was running around um, with a couple of mates sort of with water bombs bombing us as we came back from training as, a, as an eight-year-old. <laughs> I saw it in the, uh, it was in the, the Manly Daily um, last week and, and I rang uh, I rang Tim afterwards and just had a quick chat about it and you know, getting the start to go up there and obviously he had uh, his schooling in South Africa when Tim was over there doing the the national team and the provincial stuff as well. So, you know, in a way, he's got great pedigree. And I think Jake White's son was in the same team, same school team as him as well. So that first shot at goal wasn't a cracker, but uh, I think you've got to get that in the big game, don't you? Uh, settle yourself in there, Robin, and, and give some support in the way through. He did well. Yeah, no, he did. And we all had his back as well. We, we you know, let him kick the goals and stuff like that. And the first one wasn't that great, but I think he pulled through at the end. Rob Simmons, uh, congratulations on that and uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Lovely for you to join us on uh, on Easter Sunday on The Ruck. Thanks, mate. Thank you. There he goes. Rob Simmons, the Reds uh, forward. You can uh, take the boy out of Theodore, but you can't take Theodore out of the boy. I love it. Good country, but 453 people. That's great, town. isn't it? You'd have to, yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, bad, the bad thing about that, you'd have to wave to everyone. You, like, you'd <laughs> have to stop and go, get up, yeah. get up, mate. Well, just get in up. case you're related. <laughs> <laughs> this is The Ruck. That's the Foo Fighters. These days, you love that song, don't you, Berkey? That's oh, great. Mm-hmm. That's a bit of air guitar, guitar oh, concert. Oh, just yeah, mm. and really. Yeah. When get you get in the car, do you turn that up very, very loud? Loud. And people driving next to you look across and go, "What the hell is he doing?" <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, you're screaming out. At the same time, yeah, exactly right. This is a rock, Matt the Berg, phone. Tim Hoare and Tony Squires <laughs> with you. It's your Sunday rugby show, uh, Timmy. Uh, I just want Matt to lead us through something for a moment here. Uh, just re- recalling you when you wrote uh, a piece during the World Cup about the Irish. Well, I think uh, it was. do you remember, Timmy, when you uh, when you wrote that piece and you alienate, alienated uh, the whole of Ireland um, mm. uh, about the uh, Australia uh, Island, <laughs> <laughs> the Australia Island game when they uh, beat us in the World Cup, mm-hmm. and yep. uh, and you said you got a, a phone call from. The, the great man John Eels at 7am and, and he said you know that when you get an, a phone call from Eels at 7 o'clock in the morning perhaps something's not right mm. I'm wondering whether you gave him a phone call after he wrote this yes you see Timmy uh, John Eels has written in a, in a very august publication the Sydney Morning Herald uh, so I, I thought it's something you could certainly, re- certainly read out at breakfast time because you're reading it at, at sure. breakfast mm, mm. Uh, this is last week and it had to do with daylight saving this is John Eels he former Wallaby captain probably one of the greatest uh, Wallaby captains mm. uh, an inspirational fellow I grew up in Queensland he writes uh, where we didn't have daylight savings folklore has it because the paint would peel in the extra hour of sunlight or the cows wouldn't be ready to be milked on time in western Australia they were concerned that men would get their morning erections on the bus on the way to work instead of in their bed <laughs> Where's he going with that? <laughs> I think he's gone there. I think he's gone. I think he's, been, he's got nowhere else to go, has he? I, I think he's been misquoted, hasn't he? It's <laughs> <laughs> his own article. Does that sound like Eelsie to you? That's like well, Gav, well, Gav, 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 Gav
<laughs> well, Heelsy, well, you know, for one one for the Sydney Morning Herald, um, we don't get that in Brisbane for three days later, so I haven't <laughs> read it yet. But it's a truck. Uh, but <laughs> and they bring it up on the back of the Ute. But um, for, for John Eels, yeah, I would ex- I would expect that from John Eels because he's yeah. probably the only rugby player I know mm-hmm. that when we had our Reds Mad Monday, so you're jumping on the bus and you're sort of going to sort of five or six different hotels around yeah. Brisbane, yeah. his mum was the only one who packed him a packed lunch for the day. <laughs> Yeah, good. Keep up your carbohydrates, John. <laughs> uh, did you give him the phone call, Hemi? You might have to give him one. He after will be this. getting one now. Yeah, he will be getting one now. <laughs> this is a he rug- might be busy on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Ruck your Sunday rugby show. This is the Ruck. Semi-sonic closing time on the Ruck your Sunday rugby show. Tony Squires, Tim Horan, and Matt Burke with you this morning. Uh, Timmy and Matt, of course, have some expertise in the game of rugby, given they both have worn uh, gold jerseys some 80, 81 times each. So, uh, in that vein, earlier in the season, before kickoff, before the first game of the season, uh, we decided to ask the two of you who would be the teams which feature in the final. Six teams is all I needed. Fairly easy ask, I would have thought, for experts. So, out of 15, though. Out of 15, yeah. Out of 15, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, uh, I'm just having a look. And uh, for all I know, you could have done very well so far. I'm going to have a little look at what are the current top six sure. after round seven uh, of this competition of ours. Sure. And just compare and contrast with what you've come up with. Okay, Timmy, I'm going to start with you. Can, can we have a bingo stamp as well? Because can we tick them off at the same time? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> bingo! <laughs> I don't think you'll be crying bingo. No. All right. Uh, Timmy, you went in for your top six, the Crusaders, the Reds, the Stormers, the Tars. Just stop there. So that's uh, those three are, yeah, yeah, they're close, yeah. Well, two, two of them, uh, <laughs> one, well, one of them's very close. One of them's in there. Tars, the Blues, and the Sharks. All right. Uh, shall I read out what is the top six currently for you? Sure. The Stormers, there you go. Tick that one off. The yeah, Chiefs. One. By one from one. One from Bang. one. The Chiefs, one from two. The Brumbies, one mm. from three. The Bulls, one from four. The Highlanders, one from five. And the Hurricanes, one from six. One from six, my friend. One yeah, from one from six. Only seven rounds gone, 11 to go, so I'll come home late. But, uh, mm. <laughs> well, certainly the, the Chiefs and the Brumbies have been outstanding. I mean, the Chiefs sit on top of the, the New Zealand Conference now, yeah. overtaken the Highlanders, and the Brumbies still a couple of points ahead of the Reds on the Australian Conference, and the Stormers unbeaten. So, yeah, I'm struggling, but um, there's still plenty of time to go. Maddie, you've got, um, <laughs> you also, sadly, uh, are a one from six, so you've got the Stormers <laughs> as well, but you're others, but the Sharks, Blues, Reds, Waratahs, and the Crusaders. Well, if it comes down to face slapping, the Sharks are going pretty well in that regard. <laughs> yes, Did true. you see that one last night? Or, 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 or it wasn't night? the open-handed slap. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duplessis. Just, mm-hmm. And it just sparked the whole melee. melee. It was fantastic. <laughs> a little bit better than the AFL melee that was uh, on last well, night. Well, they're, they're not allowed to actually you know, punch. Sure. They get uh, suspended push, for push months. Mm. Pushes up. But I'm struggling um, at the moment. But I've, I've, got a, I've got a 7, 8, 9 and a 10 marker there, as in Crusaders, Reds, Sharks, Boratar. So, but the, I think the biggest thing about it yeah. is that yeah, you look at someone like um, uh, the Bulls, who lost so many players last year, all the international players. Yep. PSBs uh, have they've got they've cloned him and got five on sitting on the sideline for the for the Bulls <laughs> at the same time, and they rattle those guys out, and it's a case of just getting a chance, and then all of a sudden they're just flying. But, but Timmy, does this you know basically this exercise just goes to show that the season hasn't panned out exactly as we had thought at the beginning, has it? Is it very different? Do you think? Oh, I think it's a fantastic uh, competition now, but it's really hard to pick it week in, week out, trying to um, pick up who's going to win the games away from, uh, sides away from home are winning some games as well. The, the South African teams are performing really well, the Cheetahs. Uh, but, yeah, it's a, I think it's a really good competition. It's, the, the, I mean, I've I got concerns over the Australian teams. Yeah. And I, I know it's only seven weeks in, but uh, and because the Wallabies, 
after the Rugby World Cup, they went away um, on a tour, mm-hmm. and one of the only teams to actually do that after the World Cup, well, not only went away for two weeks, but jumping on a plane, going to the UK, playing against Wales, playing against the Barbarians as well. I just don't think our players from the World Cup have had that rest that the other teams have had. So you look at a Richie McCaw hasn't come back yet. Dan Carter has only been back for two weeks. So other teams have been giving those players a massive rest, especially after a World Cup year. Yeah, you'd be worried at the moment about the second-place Australian team in the franchise actually getting through, wouldn't you? Uh, mm. Uh, because the points differences between in these the conferences, I mean, the New Zealand are up there 26s and 22s and 28s in the uh, South African, but, you know, Brumbies are on 19 and the Reds are on 17, so they really do have to uh, start winning games. They're, they've got to do something, but what about the Blues? You know, the, the, all the talk of, uh, you know, Pat Lamb and, and getting Ma Nonu, Perry Wipu across there just to strengthen the team, and all of a sudden they're just falling apart, yeah. aren't they? And, yeah, they're gone. Pat Lamb, who's the coach, it, mate, he'd be, is he I, I would say in the next week or two he's gone, Pat Lamb. All right, halfway through the season. All right, look, I do want to, uh, a little bit later on, uh, focus on that, that Australian side, what it may mean to the international uh, season that uh, approaches, is of course, with the, with the Welsh, who've won the Six mm-hmm. Nations, heading this way. And we'll talk about that and perhaps the future of the Wallabies coach uh, after what Matt Burke wrote in his column with 20 words and two words for his name that are bigger than the rest of the page. <laughs> this is The Ruck. That is uh, Hands Open Snow Patrol, and this is The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. All right, we're talking about the position of the Aussie teams on this Super 15 competition table and wondering what that may mean for our international prospects this year. Just to remind you where we are, I mean, the Brumbies do sit in third, and this is a competition of 15 teams, uh, but then you have to go down to uh, we've got the, the Reds at, at 8, the Waratahs at 10, the Rebels at uh, 12. That can't be right. Uh, is that, yeah, it is yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rebels talk yeah, and the force at thirteen. That's right. I think, I think I think we have to explain to our listeners if you don't understand the the system. It's the conference system. So one first place on each con- conference: South Africa, New Zealand, Australia, go Gets in, through, yep. and then the next highest points available after that. So yep. you're guaranteed one team mm-hmm. from each country, and that's then. Right. Depends if you know how strong the other nations are after that. All right. So what that proves at the moment is that we are uh, at the bottom in terms of that the franchises. So does that translate, or is it we've got enough? Uh, is it because you have to spread so thinly over your five teams in in this sort of game? But when you get to international, we have enough to uh, challenge. Timmy, where do you think we sit? Well, I think we we're there, we're thereabouts. But I think we're just the first couple of years of having you know five teams in the Australian Conference and having the Rebels and and you know, the Western Force have taken a long time to recover after a Matt Giddo leaving, also O'Connor leaving. But as I said before, I think the Wallabies going away on that end of season tour. Um, there's a lot of players that are mentally tired, and there's probably only a few players from the World Cup who, for the Wallabies, who are standing up now in their franchise. You probably look at David Pocock, yes. James Horwell, yes, Stephen Moore from the Brumbies, uh, James O'Connor's playing some good rugby, but apart from that, there, there's some mentally tired guys out there, and and that's I think uh, you know a hangover from the Rugby World Cup. With also, though, I guess the uh, World Cup would have had that effect on on other nations. What about uh, you, Matty? You think with Wales coming over, how do you think we're, in, we're shaped? <laughs> the, the difficult part about those the, the end of season tours, as you mentioned, Tim, uh, the Wallabies go away after a long season. Yeah. Uh, Wales come out after a, a long season there. No Jamie Roberts, I, I believe he's going to be uh, having surgery on, on an injury, so he's out of the team. And you just hope that they bring out their full-strength team because it's going to be a fantastic show if they do. Remember, the Lions come out here the year after us, which is going to be, uh, which is going to be huge. So, you know, Australia needs to be on, on there, on, on ready to go, basically, when it comes to that three-week gap in between the Super Rugby. We have the players to do it, no doubt about it. Yeah? And, and, but then it comes a case of, do you choose on reputation, which we've done in the past, where you've got these fantastic players running around. Jesse Mogg's going outstanding down at Brumbies. Uh, Timmy, you might 
Um, you know, I mean, you saw that couple of tries or his try from 80-odd yards, chip and chase and that kind of stuff. So we, I think we need to say, hey, if these guys are up to it, give them a go rather than saying, uh, he's, he's not tried yet, but yeah. we'll give it to the bloke who's been there in the incumbent. What about the man who will lead them then? In the back page of the sports section, uh, and I don't know if it's arrived in Brisbane for you yet, Timmy, the uh, Sun Herald. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the bloke on the, on the push bike just coming up past Lismore now. <laughs> oh, beautiful Lismore, Richmond River High School. Hello, my old alumni. Uh, okay, Dean's... It's a problem always, isn't it, um, Maddie? When you mm. write your wonderful column uh, under the name Matthew Burke, very, very large letters, <laughs> big picture of you, then big picture of Robbie Dean's. You don't, I don't guess you control the headline, do you? No. Headline says, Harsh Reality, Dean's has done his dash. Do you remember last year's headline to the booing Waratah fans? Yes. Have you, have you played Super Rugby? <laughs> Didn't you pay uh, for that? Yeah, I paid for that one. Yeah. So, but you have in fact said that he may be, you know, he, he said it was about the World Cup. Tell mm. us what your thoughts were about Robbie Dean. Well, I think that, you know, the, the judgment was, uh, you know, based on the World Cup and in, in, a, in a harsh way, Timmy, I, and you may agree, the 3-4 th- the playoff, I, I don't think was a, you know, an indication of how well we went. You know, that, that if you, you had to be in the final and, and I think we were Outclassed, as in the Wallabies were outclassed in that semi-final against New Zealand. That's when you realised what level you need to get to. I mean, they played outstanding that day, but well, it was, a, it, was it was just a pass mark for the Wallabies. You think for the Rugby mark. World Cup? I, I mean, I think that uh, the issue was for mine was that there was no try scored when they played the Irish. There was no try scored against the Springboks in the quarterfinal. No try scored against the All Blacks. So our attacking prowess was, wasn't there in Rugby World Cup. And, yep. You know, I think, Berkey, it's a big call from you. You, you want Robbie Dean's gone now, do you? Or is that your call, is it? Well, well, he's he's for the World Cup for, next there for two years. Well, remember they, well, remember it, they scored that yeah. turnover try against South Africa, which wasn't about creativity. So, you know, we, we, I think that we expect as the public and, say, former players that we've got this idea that the Wallabies do throw the ball around. And when they're up for it, they're great. But I think the inconsistencies of even selection on the way through have been the Berkey, tough part about Berkey, it. Berkey, back up, no, Sparky. He's not there. B- there you go. That's all I just want the answer. So he's gone. That's all it is. Matthew Burke. He'll, he'll, ride, out, he'll ride out the two years. Yeah. But well, he's, he's got two more years to go, Burke. I, I believe he's the right coach going forward. He's got a bit more support around him now. He's got a backs coach coming in and a head of uh, coaching. So he just needs a bit more support around him. I think he did a pretty good job through Rugby World Cup, Berkey. And I think another two years, it'll see him through to the end of the Lions series next year. Right. How, how are those splinters, Timmy? Are they all right? right? Next, <laughs> next on the ruck, we talk to Robbie Deans. <laughs> <laughs> Legend players Tim Horan and Matt Burke. And it's the heavyweight championship of the rugby. With Tony Squires to make up the three and the occasional cup of tea. Tony, white with two sugars, mate. The Rock, the Sunday rugby show. I did make you a cup of coffee this morning, Berkey, didn't I? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I didn't. Well I forgot the sugars, actually. Yeah, that's right. Uh, before I get to a little... Timmy's got a little anecdote for you. I wanted to just go through the scores again. Rebels, 34. Over the Blues, 23. The Hurricanes, 42, beat the Sharks, 18. Club rugby, of course, starting very soon as well. Uh, Reds, 20, beat the Brumbies, 13. The Chiefs, 20, over the Force, 12. The Cheetahs, 26, beat the Lions, 5. The Bulls, 32, uh, in a great game over the Crusaders, 30. And the Stormers, 21, beat the Highlanders, 6, despite uh, the Highlanders captain, Jamie McIntosh, saying this. They've been working bloody hard. and But not hard enough, not bloody hard <laughs> enough. Uh, I've forgotten. We, you're allored to say bloody as much as you like. I think you can now, yeah, yeah, so that's just a, it's free reign. Uh, so bloody hell, it's uh, Easter Sunday. <laughs> uh, Timmy, <laughs> what's the Hayden Smith story? 
Yeah, well, Hayden Smith, uh, well, back in the days when, I suppose, Jonah Lomu was uh, a wonderful rugby player, he was touted as always going across the NFL. And Hayden Smith, who actually a USA rugby player, played in the Rugby World Cup and actually mm. born in Penrith in Australia, yeah. um, plays for the club side Saracens in the UK Premiership, who last week had 83,000 people at Wembley Stadium just for a club game. He's now signed with the New York Jets, so um, a wonderful um, occasion for him. So he's going through all the trials now and, and, and is, has signed. And he's actually playing, the position he's playing, Berkey, you'd be probably pretty familiar with this um, position. He's playing tight end. So, <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure it's not tight horn? I mean... <laughs> tight end, so that's the, in the defensive uh, line, isn't it? There. Yeah, so wonderful, wonderful um, for Hayden Smith. He, he loves his NFL and obviously from the USA. And, and he's um, going to we'll oh, own $11, $11 squillion dollars. They're going to pay him big. <laughs> per minute, yes. Yeah, it's a hu- huge money. Is that, where, is that where Peyton Manning went? Peyton did, Manning, indeed. Did he go there? Probably have to cover him. You, hey, you, you mentioned about uh, Alomu. Do you remember when all the chat was about that, about him going... I remember sitting home going, go, mate, go. I remember all that yeah, just go. I don't have to take you anymore. Go, go. <laughs> Peyton Manning obviously went to Denver. I just thought of that then. At was it at exactly Denver? the same time as Ned, the producer, wrote it on the Tim screen. Tebow. <laughs> Tim Tebow was the big move. Exactly. <laughs> this is the Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. We're going to come back, wrap it all up, see what to expect from next week. New World of Footy. This is the Ruck. That's you too, and this is the Ruck. Just five minutes to share with you on this Easter Sunday. I hope it's a great day. I hope your weekend has been terrific. It's been a great weekend of footy. Uh, not so great again for a couple of the Aussie teams. Although the Waratahs, I thought, played brilliantly. I couldn't spot a mistake in their, their bye win. Uh, <laughs> Did, didn't they need that? They're was... a lay-down was there, the bye, aren't they? <laughs> they are. I guess that will be, for them, for next week, uh, come back a little bit refreshed and sort of start the season anew, I'd imagine, what their attitude would be. You wonder how much training, exactly right. What, what do they do in the bye? What, what do they get up to? That's the, that's the question. I mean, what are you doing a bye week? Help me. What are you doing a bye week? Oh, well, did you oh a bye week. You get to, well, you get usually a bit of a break. I know that the Reds, their bye week uh, is coming up, but I know that a few of the players are, are going overseas for a promotional tours. I mean, Will Genia, he's off to Papua New Guinea. Uh, Radiki Samo is going to the Solomon Islands. Uh, Digby Yuani, and also I think Ben Tapawai is going to Samoa to. Um, to go and talk to some young kids and uh, and promote the game of rugby over there because they don't get a lot of players, international players over there, so they'll be taking plenty of balls and jerseys and shirts and, yeah. and looking after the young kids. But most of the other guys will probably go to the beach and just relax. I think a bye week, every side now gets um, two buys throughout the competition, so it's a, it's a time now just to... I suppose, mentally refresh themselves for uh, another onslaught. All right, before I ask you, Timmy, about what you're looking forward to, the games that are being played next weekend, uh, big congratulations to the Aussie Rugby Sevens champions uh, knocking over uh, Samoa, the might of Samoa, in, in Japan. Right at the end, Michael O'Connor, who's uh, played rugby union, of course, played rugby league, uh, terrific goal kicker, did some great you know, winning match winning kicks from the sideline in driving rain over both. Wasn't coaches. he pumped up Wasn't after he the pumped. win? It was so pumped. good to see so good to see him excited about what they'd achieved. It was terrific. Uh, so he's he, done such a great job, hasn't he, over the last four or five years coaching that sevens team. And, and he's brought plenty of players through the sevens system to now play super rugby as well. Great, great, great story. All right, and just quickly, Timmy, what are you looking forward to then? Well, there's a few games coming up next week. Uh, well, this week coming, so the Blues have got the Sharks at home. So uh, the Blues are virtually gone in the competition. The Sharks are still hanging in there. The Western Force host the Waratahs on mm. Friday night over there at NIB Stadium in Perth. And they rolled the Waratahs in Sydney. Sydney. Yeah. yeah, They did, so they could get the double whammy. Crusaders will take on the Stormers. That's probably going to be one of the matches of the round over there in Christchurch. 
The Brumbies will host the Rebels and the Cheetahs and the Chiefs, the Who Cares fixture. And then the Lions will take on the Bulls as well. So plenty to look forward to. But talking of uh, congratulations, what about, did you guys see Mick Fanning Uh, v Kelly Slater at Bells Beach? It was just unbelievable final. So congratulations, Mick Fanning. Also, I think Sally Fitzgibbon's one as well. It was terrific. And I love surfing because uh, surf speak is so good. I think that as soon as Mick Fanning had come through, first he said I was was freaked when I saw that uh, he saw Kelly Slater's face twice. Look at him when he did that. The huge turnaround on his 10 point wave. Uh, but he yeah. came through to win and he said, uh, a classic surf speak, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. I think the uh, interviewer might <laughs> said, You must be stoked. And he said, Yeah, I'm stoked. Or you're frothing. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I think. Did, did, did anyone tell Mick Fanning he still had a little bit of zinc on his face, though, when he got the, um, the bell? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, it was fully sick. Uh, congratulations to him. Uh, go out and enjoy your rugby. Have a great week. Have a nice long week and enjoy yourself. Be safe. Uh, I'll speak to you next week. Bye.